it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome back to This is a Takeover. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here to introduce your host, Shelby Ray Patterson. Thank you, David, and welcome to This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And Gina. Yeah. We're back. We're back. What's up, y'all? Hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah, don't adjust your headphones. It's not dogs and chris who have suddenly gotten high voices nope like hey it's, it's us we're it's back us. <laughs> we've missed you we really have we have so obviously we're your nxt babes sup and we're here to review nxt war games but war games first how are you doing gina man it feels so good to be back. I know. In front of these microphones. I just got really giddy as I was I, doing the intro. No, I totally went off yeah. off track. No, it's fine. It's fine because <laughs> this is how it works. Um, and we are coming. This is the first time for us. Yes. Now, this is not the first podcast that they have no, done. No. But we are coming. What is it called again? Uh, Long Walk Studios slash Kayfabe Outpost 1. Okay, I knew Depending it had, on which side of the building you're on. I knew it had a really long, complicated name, yeah, so that's K-fabe why I looked to you. So I don't, think I, I don't think I ever explained on either of the other podcasts what happened. Uh, David Two Dogs Hayes, uh, host of This Is Work, uh, had a, a, a building built on his property, a very large building, and uh, when he first started talking about the idea, we agreed to split it. Uh, so he has one half of it, which is his home gym slash kayfabe outpost one. And then I have half of it with all of my stuff mm-hmm. and long walk studios. So for the listeners out there, just imagine a big metal building. One half is a fucking gym. The other <laughs> half is a production studio. I, I love it. Yes. This yeah. is so much more space than yes. your previous office. Yes. I, if I had to stare at the level of chaos that that other person <laughs> in your office had of just mess. Well, when I moved everything out of that office and into here, and once I, even like when I moved all my shit in here, the, the first day was just chaos because I had stuff everywhere. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even with stuff spread all over this side of the building, I still had so much more room than I did in that office. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, like it was, it was cozy, oh, right? Yeah. It like was we, intimate. In, yes, it was an intimate, intimate. space. But I, I definitely prefer the. We got some elbow room. We I do. Like, well, see, when I moved in that office, it was great because I literally had a camera and a laptop. And that was it. And then over the seven years that I was in there, I accumulated so much shit that you couldn't move around in there. Oh, yeah. Well, you totally outgrew it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is great. And we are so excited for you and very proud that you have your own space. Yeah. Thank you. And it's going to be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we're here to celebrate. I brought something special. Yeah, you did. I brought Prosecco, y'all. And it's going to be great. I, I wanted to bring Prosecco because obviously we drink on this show. That's not a secret. What? I know. No. <laughs> it's a shocker. I know new, new listeners, we drink. It's fine. <laughs> so we usually have something that we drink and that we bring to the table. But Literally. Yes, exactly. But since we don't have our Main Street bottle shop to get from anymore, we can uh. bring our own 
stuff. Yes. Which means, and this is our own space. And we right? can still give them shout outs though. Oh, because absolutely. they are a lovely place to go and visit. Yes, if you are local to the uh, Rock Hill, York, our greater Charlotte area, please go to Main Street Bottle Shop. They still are really great. They're fabulous. Um, and But I just, I wanted to bring Prosecco because we have not recorded in God knows how long. It's a very long and time. I just wanted to celebrate us being back. Yay! Even though the landscape has changed dramatically, and we will get into that. Yes. Yeah, and the last time we recorded, there was very much an atmosphere of, is this going to be the last episode? Like, is this it? I, I went home and I was so sad, y'all. Yeah. Like, I legit, I mean, Gina and I talked about it, and In David, too. Ride, like, we too. were just like, what do we do? Like, if we don't have these takeovers anymore. Yeah. And when they announced War Games, I thought I was going to go out of, like, through the roof of my office yeah. when I saw it was announced because I was like, holy shit, we're actually going to be doing this again. It's like, thank God. It's not called a takeover anymore, but, you know, we'll take it if it can, you know, yeah, we'll take as it. we get it. But, yes, yeah, so I, I'm letting Gina do a rare <laughs> thing. Hang on, i got to scoop y'all. back here. Yes, and if you can hear our wind, our windbreaker jackets, there's, it is there's no uh, heat yet in not the cafe about post one. This is it's a it's a work in progress, right? So we have our blankets and our mm-hmm. space heaters and, and our jackets, um, and it'll yes. be fine. But I'm I'm letting Gina open. Okay, you're really pushing your luck. <laughs> I am letting you open this when we were recording. You know, I had to push buttons. This is how this works. I don't like it. <laughs> Open the damn thing. Just open Yay! it. Yay! She's opening. Yes. Oh! <laughs> that was awesome! <laughs> See? Oh, man. We're going to have to really be careful with the echo in here, though, because we oh, just got so loud. Worth it. It is. So I'll fix it in post. I was yeah. going to say, your, your job is going to get a little... A little bit um, harder with us. But, so friends, we are pouring our Prosecco into classy Red Solo cups. Red Solo. Because oh. that is how we are. And Also, Gina, don't get me sued. Nope. I just, you're right. <laughs> she as stopped, soon as I started singing, I was like, nope. She stopped minute. it in the appropriate amount of time. So, David, you would like one? Yes, please. Okay. So, I, okay, I'm fine with that. That's a fine it's sound. It's soothing. It's okay. It's soothing. That's fine. I'm trying to reach it over to you. This is great audio content. <laughs> I love it so much. Did you miss us, guys? <laughs> we sure missed you. I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Love you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome it. back, Welcome bitches. Back. Mm. God, yes. I love Prosecco. And not only that, but this brand specifically is so good. Ah, the perks of working for a wine company. Oh. It's great. So... Now that we have our drinks ready, yes. are you ready to dive into this? <laughs> I'm so ready. Oh, God, I have so many mixed Here, feelings, me, but it's fine. I'll scoot back in. So, War Games, for our listeners who are not familiar with the format, um, first off, War Games is my absolute favorite of all the takeovers. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love just crazy violence. <laughs> Chaos. And chaos. Extreme, and extreme chaos. War Games is, <laughs> checks all those boxes for me and makes me super happy. It does. So, you should see the look in her eyes. <laughs> you really should. Just so everyone knows, like, I rearranged shit on my honeymoon she last did. year I was, so I'm, I could watch I'm this. I'm so glad you brought this back up again because yes. we talked about it on Sunday and I was like, <laughs> no, this needs to be on the podcast. No, so, I mean, we went to New Orleans the week 
uh, after Thanksgiving, which was great. And yep. then I saw the itinerary and I was like, wow, I need to figure out when we're going to watch war games. And we figured it out. You did. And it was great. And yes. I had a freak out moment because I didn't realize we were in a different time zone, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and it just worked, it worked out, out perfectly. But I say all that. Uh, to explain to you listeners that War Games is my absolute favorite time of the year. Yes. And so <laughs> the way the that most. the match works is you have two steel cages um, with two rings inside mm, of yes. them. And they're conjoined together. And you have two shark cages on the outside. Mm-hmm. And you have both teams inside the shark cages. And you have two people in the big double ring start out and they go for five minutes and then another person comes in another person comes in every three minutes and then once everybody is inside for both teams then the match actually starts yes and you can only win by pinfall or submission but everyone has to be inside Yes. In order to start Nobody that. can leave. Nobody can leave. So if you try to escape. Or block t- other people out. Yes. Which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get to that part later. <laughs> that part I had an issue with. But. Um, so. We start out the. Uh, this is going to be really hard for me not to call it takeovers. So. I know. I'm just going to try to say war games. And if I say takeovers. You know. They'll can, forgive me. Really but, quickly. Yes. Did you want to address, because I sure do, about how there is a tradition for war games that a certain somebody yes. always says, war games! Yes, um, so that is our loved uh, patron saint, William Regal. Yes. He usually, like, rings in the war game season yes. by coming out and saying that phrase and oh, the reason it. reason why he says it is because there's a brawl that happens and it's a massive one yes. and you know that's what leads to yes. being like well we can't you know there's no other way to fix this mm-hmm. there's no other way to have it out except for war games yes and he, and he, uh, he says it in this like awesome beautiful british british timbre voice mm-hmm. and you're just like you're like yes i am here yes we can start war game season now yes because he has said it and this year mm. he has not said it and, and did not yeah. appear no at this takeover since everything and viewers or listeners you know everything when we refer to everything that means just the everything that encompasses all of the changes that have the happened re-brand. the rebranding yes um he has not been out Mm -mm. or i have not even seen anything about him his status within the company he has been in a few backstage i'm not even going to call them segments no because because the segments that we know actually had some form of story right and so he has not (laughs) been around at all during this whole season yeah um when they first rebranded he has been kind of here and there in the beginning just then, like you see him backstage in the hallway, and you're like, oh, thank God, he's alive. It's like trickle right? down economics. Like, it's supposed to be more <laughs> presence, and then it's just not there. Yeah, like yeah. at all. And yeah. so they have tried, they tried throughout this entire buildup to War Games having other people say it. It just doesn't. They had work. EO say it. No. They had, like, some other people say it. Mm-hmm. I, only, I only remember EOs. Uh-uh. But they e- had. Um, 
not Dakota. No, she's no, not. No, 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 she no, doesn't no. speak anymore, really. That's fair, unless she decides to be crazy. Right. Um, there was somebody else. It's it's fine. It doesn't matter because that's, they're not regal. Obviously, <laughs> that's the like <laughs> feeling we're left with. Well, and it's just it 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 was weird. Yeah. It's been weird, and I think throughout this entire show, mm-hmm. it just had an overwhelming sense of like the black and gold brand that you know and love is dead that he fought for that he literally created and that's dead now so why would i put forth effort right and here's the new paint splattered shit that paintball we want you to love now whatever and all that other stuff is gone yeah so which will come back well that is basically the whole tone of this entire yes takeover was quite literally yeah as well yeah which we'll get to later down but the road, yeah no but i'm glad that you brought that up because yeah that was a, like an overwhelming type of presence that are like that's that enough for anyone who's watched i mean even a modicum of just like the little black and gold like mm-hmm. before the changeover th- that was be present enough to just be like wait like this is setting a tone yeah if he's not even here that makes me worried yeah, because he's the representative of that. Yeah. So you take that away, and then... Then what do you have? Exactly. It's like the awkward feeling whenever you watch the WWE intro now, and then there's supposed to be that woo, and then mm. that woo's not there, and then you have that weird feeling, awkward-likeness. Yeah, because they didn't even put anything in nope, place of it. it's just silence. Absence. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like, you know it's supposed to be there, and it's not. Yeah. So, so that was like the whole, like feel that we had going into this just prior to sitting down and reading anything watching anything just Mm -hmm. it's that looming presence well you have the the absence of regal and the absence of the name takeover Mm -hmm. right so that's two strikes it is because takeover like the name itself is iconic yeah right so when i don't know i feel like it's too much change yeah all at one time yeah and I think overall, and we'll, you know, we can talk about it, like, I think overall it was fine, but you had so many of those things that were yeah. leaning over your head before you even started watching the show that yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to try to like this, you know, and be positive about this. And I wrote down a lot of positive shit. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because yes. that was definitely an over. Yeah, to me, that was, to me that was really important Yeah, to be brought up. So we start with the women's war games match, yes. which has been how they've done it for since the women's war games match, like became with, a thing. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that. No, I'm not either. Cause I don't, I am all for having women main event, but mm-hmm. I don't think that match is ready to be the main event yet. And not only that, not even the match itself, but the people in the match mm-hmm. are not ready for that yet. Right. I mean, this one alone. Well, so we had the team of Io Shirai, Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray. Oh, now I... Mm. Versus <laughs> Toxic Attraction, yep. which is JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, and Mandy Rose. Which... And, and Dakota Kai. Can we talk about how much, including us, love Gigi Dolan? Oh, my God. The people flipping lost their minds. They've which spoken. they should, by the way. They've spoken. Like, she's, she's, she's by in. far the best in ring worker in oh yeah that, in that trio yeah and has the best aesthetic yes like by far but but 
use his character the correct way mm-hmm. and not in just the oh look at my body and you think I'm sexy kind of feel <laughs> like see I, I said it I didn't sing it so therefore you can't copyright me ha ha take that Loop looked holes. immediately at David it was like <laughs> I didn't do it this time ah 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 all right but you're on thin ice ah. <laughs> I can do that I can skate on that but I mean I feel like this was a thing that happened in all of the entrances. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to put a seizure warning at the beginning of these shows. I truly don't know how they're not getting away with that because, I mean, genuinely, there's been seizure warnings for just normal movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how in the world can you not, like, make a warning of that? Like, the yeah. lights, anytime someone came out of the shark tank or shark cage, whichever it is, you know? Yeah. Like, the lights that went flashing, like, mm-hmm. ow. Well, and just during the entrances alone, yes. like, you, like, there was a point, especially, like, say, Toxic Attraction's entrance, they have all of the smoke, right, that comes out. When you have the blinding, like, pyro, not pyro, but the... Um, yeah, no, pyro is AEW. <laughs> I know, but the, what is, what's the kind of light strobes? That yeah, strobe light strobes. So when you have that mixed with the smoke... It bounces off. You can't see anything. That's science. So there was a point where all three of them, and they were trying to do the stupid sexy camera angle where they go up from their vaginas all the way up. <laughs> like, it's... It's, I know that's, that sounds graphic, y'all, but like but that so is, accurate. if you have seen it, you know that is exactly right. <laughs> because they literally start from like, okay, I'll give it credit. Like it starts at the knees. Yeah. And then we slowly pan up the body and then eventually get to the face. But we're kind of at an angle mm. to the face. So we don't really see the face. We see boobs and then face. Yeah. And like, then cut out leotard that drives me bat shit crazy we could spend an entire episode just on let's mandy not, rose's fashion and not. i don't want to give anybody that credit nope nope no nope, nope. because you know it's not carmella carmella's in the back being like that is not me i am not involved <laughs> with it don't put that on me Ricky. Bobby. oh you think you're you're meaning camilla is it but you guys go back and forth all the time is it carmella it's oh camilla i've been saying carmella as a joke thinking it's hilarious <laughs> because carmella is crazy right so that makes sense so camilla. that's an inside joke friends sorry so our friend of the show, or has not been on the show yet, but needs to be on the show. I don't know why he um, hasn't. Dylan Rich uh, comes over and watches with us, um, and we have this joke that there is a very flustered makeup, hair, and costume stylist that is backstage <laughs> on NXT. Just running around. Camilla. And her name has changed a few times, so I understand the confusion. Yes. <laughs> So, I think I've just hybrided all of them together yes. and that Carmella actually came out. So her name is Camilla and she's just always frustrated going around with a makeup brush, like vigorously tapping into eyeshadow, <laughs> just trying to get time, someone in the chair. Yeah. Like, because NXT goes so fast now that like, we just made it a running joke that like people yes. are just flying by her chair being yep. like, can you do my makeup and just yep. do it super quick. Or if there's like a fashion, like faux pas, mm-hmm. like when they come out, like, oh, nope. Camilla was not Camilla involved was with not that. Involved she with did that. not make that choice. She's standing Lord up in the back mercy. saying, nope, that's not for me. I'm going to go take my break now. Yes. <laughs> but I think what I mean to say with all of the lights and everything, yes. like every single entrance, there were moments that were so bright and there was a hint of smoke in their entrance. You could not see them. And there you was genuinely a moment couldn't look through. in Toxic Attraction's entrance where you couldn't see them. It looks like they got 
it looked like they got caught in cotton candy. Yes. Because the light turned like this really gross soft pink. Yes. And then it was like almost like they were going, like ripping Climbing through, through it. it. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. It, it was looked so like gross thick cotton looking. candy. Oh. Like it was so like they, that's a Katy Perry music video. That's they not a need to tone it down. Uh, I don't, or they need to put a warning saying like yeah. you know, we have extreme strobe lights and yeah. <laughs> they could cause you to have a seizure. You, I just it, they're going to get sued if they don't. No, I know. Well, I mean, I'm surprised I guess maybe people have to sign a waiver when they come watch it. But. Of course, they always have their legal team on their but um, on their side. So we have like all of them are in the shark cages, which are in the audience now, which I thought was extremely strange, and I did not like that choice. It almost seemed like that was a last minute choice, though. If I'm going to be honest, well, that they were like, "Yeah, we've got this massive cage. We got it all set." Oh. Shit. Yeah, because they had no space. <laughs> they were like, because we're in the we're in the performance center now instead of full sale, and you and actually, last year because of COVID, mm-hmm. that was the first time that they had ever hosted war games at full sale. Mm-hmm. So really, full sale didn't have the capacity for it either. Nope, because they were always on the road with war games and in <sighs> arenas. So you have that massive ramp space where you can fit two shark cages no problem yeah so what they ended up doing was they put like handheld cameras in the cage and they would cut to them every so often yeah but it would never be when any of them were cheering no or because it would be they like would just be oh, standing the on, there. oh ha, 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 like right like i guess like a red light would pop on when it was on or something yeah but like that's part of the f- that's part of what makes it fun in the beginning of those matches because in the first like 20 to 30 minutes depending on like how crazy the spots are mm-hmm. when everyone's being trickled into the match and like one by one they're going in like sometimes it can get a little boring yeah right so like half of it is seeing the reactions from the shark cage. Yeah, and so, and they could sit there and talk smack to each other. And you could I mean, hear them because the camera's right there and the, the mic is right there. There's still no other war games that goes like that comes to mind immediately other than when Dakota Kai screwed over Tegan Knox. Yes. There's nothing better and like that is pinnacle of war games to me. Where she didn't even get out of the cage because no. she slammed her knee repeatedly into the cage. Into the door. Yes. Just over and over. Yeah, and that was all the a cage, cage spot. The cages are story. Yeah. And when you take them out, it leaves a weird taste in your mouth. Well, yeah, and they had to run through the audience. Yeah. So it, Which, gave, it gave me the, So like, glad no one... <laughs> that guy from Seth Rollins is... Oh, my so God. So glad that he wasn't there. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. But like, that, there's weirdos out there, man. Lots of weirdos. Don't touch them. <laughs> Don't touch them. The weirdos, or don't let the weirdos touch you. Yeah. Yeah. So Life it, advice. Yes. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the weirdos, man. So, so yeah, we had uh, Dakota and Kaylee mm-hmm. start the match, which I feel like was a good choice because, yes. I mean, they had basically the first two people that start it. Um, they just have basically a five-minute match. Yes. So you need to have your two strongest people, in my opinion, mm-hmm. start out those matches. Yes. And, I mean, 
I'm not going to go through every single spot. And no. listeners, you know me. I have written down every single she has. spot. She has. Um, but one of the things I did want to point out was that, which is something that a lot of people have in the wrestling community have been talking about with this match in particular, mm-hmm. is usually for War Games matches, the heel team has the advantage. So in the episode before this, before War Games, mm-hmm. they always have a, uh, an advantage ladder match. That, is, that right? is true. So I think it was Kaylee and Io, I think, for the women. They did the ladder match. And then, um, oh, God, I can't remember the other ones. But anyway, there's two people from each, one from each team, and they, whoever wins the ladder match and they get the briefcase at the top of the ladder. Yes. Whoever gets the briefcase gets the advantage. Yes. And then so, that means their team comes out after. Yes. So meaning that whoever starts in the match, whoever's team mate comes in like the very next person, so the third person, mm-hmm. that's who has the advantage because then that team will always have the upper hand. Yes. So it'll always be two on one or, you know, whatever else yeah. happens, right? So Usually in war games, the heel team always ha- gets the advantage. Yeah. I don't know why. Underdog story. Yeah, but they don't always win. Fair. Like the babyface team doesn't always win. Yeah. But the heel team always seems to get the advantage. Well, in the women's match, the babyface team won the advantage. So meaning EO, That's Raquel, right. Kaylee, and Cora. So they had the advantage. But in this match, it did not matter. So their advantage that they won didn't matter at all. It was pointless. Like, it was right. like that match didn't matter. So even matter. like to say, I think it was the war games with Undisputed Era and Tommaso's team. I can't remember exactly who was on Tommaso's team. I just remember it was yeah. the crazy spot where he did the air raid crash with Adam off of oh, the no. top of the Our table. cage. It's broken. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> so I know. remember in that match, now... People who are listening who may have better memories than me, I'm, they may correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure that Tommaso's team, or sorry, the Undisputed Era team had the advantage going in, but they won it like at the last minute. They did not really like that sound have correct. the upper hand until the very end. Yeah. Right? So with this one, they didn't like the, the team that had the advantage didn't have the advantage at all. They yeah. just squeaked it out at the last minute. Yeah. So I think the appeal is even if you have the advantage and you don't have the upper hand, mm-hmm. you like gradually get it yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. Like this was like a slaughter until like the very end. It was. And the way that it ended also was a little anticlimactic to me. Yeah. It just fizzled out. It did. And I'm, I understand why they wanted Cora Jade to get the pin. Right. As Ted says, skateboard girl. Skateboard girl who, I will say, she impressed me in this match. I genuinely thought she was hurt. I, I did for too. real did thought she that worked she was that dead. that entire crowd too. Yeah. So basically, listeners, like, what happened was Cora Jade, who is only 20 years old, That's by the way. Bananas. She's the youngest person. To ever be in a takeover. To ever be in a War Games match. Oh, not just takeover, like a War Games match? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Yes. So, because I think Austin Theory beat her to that for an actual takeover. Oh, that's right, because he was like, what, 19? Yes. Oh, yeah. But, so she's the youngest person, 
not just woman, but person, person. to ever compete in a War Games match. Yeah, ladies. So she comes out, and she she's cute as a button, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's super cute. She has a skateboard. Oh. Usually she has a baby skateboard, but she she's had, got like, the a... She's trick skateboard. She had an adult one this time, and she could not ride it. She couldn't. So she tried to go down the <laughs> ramp, and it just went out from under her. She didn't fall or anything, but she... It... it but like, she took she it. left it. <laughs> she got off and she was like, nope, okay. And she picked it up. She kept going. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. No, she knew what to do. Yeah. But so the crowd was, they, they started chanting, you can't skate at the beginning of this Poor match. baby. I did not realize that until I watched it back Aww, a second time. Tonight. I didn't I was hear like, that. Y'all, that's mean. Like, she hasn't even wrestled yet. Oh, you like, keep that in, but then you're going to take out some of the other stuff that oh, comes in later? Okay, yes. whatever. So mm, whatever. So they start chanting that, and then by the end of this match, they're chanting Cora Jade. <clears throat> so she totally flips them. Yeah, she to be on me. her side. I'll be real. We we grabbed on her for a little bit there. I was just I was like, okay, yeah, she's cute, but like she's probably not going to do much in this match. She's probably yeah. just a filler person. So the spot that it, this whole like injury, you know, qu- yes. air quotes injury leads up to, is. They put J.C. Jane on a table, and Eo and Kaylee are kind of arguing back and forth on who is going to go up and do the top rip spot, or the top of the cage spot. Mm-hmm. And Eo is famous for those, and Kaylee has done some in the past, so mm-hmm. they're like kind of going back and forth, and then Cora just walks through them dun, 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 dun. and starts climbing. And they're like, um, what? okay, sure, little one. Like, <laughs> we'll see what happens here. We won. So she climbs up to the top and does a freaking front flip off the top and goes, hits JC square in the middle of the table and breaks the table in half. Yeah. Like it was a great spot. And I just loved EO and Kaylee's reaction to it because they were like, oh my God, she actually did it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, however... When we were watching it live, it did not look like she went all the way over. It did so not. So it looked like she got wrecked. And she sold it. Oh, my gosh. I, I swore she was dead. Like, I thought that they were actually going to take her out. And then there was this awesome part afterwards where, because she, she dislocated her yeah. elbow. And no, I think it was her shoulder. Shoulder, yes, yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me, shoulder. And so she's holding on to it, and the, you know, refs come out, and they're like, yeah, come on, get her out, get her out, get her out. And then Eo goes, no, I got it. <laughs> Grabs her <laughs> and shoves her arm back into its socket. Yeah, and it looks brutal. So we were talking about this because, and I feel bad because she's really awesome, but we were talking about this sweet little baby girl and all of the matches that she's had, like most of them, she's just been a jobber. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I felt bad, but I was saying, well, that's why her reactions are so good because that's <laughs> all she's been doing. Yes. That's her, her was losing and selling being, having the crap kicked out of her. Her and Gigi. And Gigi. All they've yes. ever done since they've been on this roster <laughs> are be jobbers and filler matches and get for the all the shit people. knocked out of them. And so, yes. and so, yeah, no, it's a great point. Like, of course they're going to be great at selling. Yeah. Like there were moments where like, you know, Cora would get hit in the face and she mm. would legit look like she wasn't there like anymore. Like a kicked puppy. Yes. Like, she looked dead. Like, it was it was very entertaining. She like, did good. They both did a really, really good job. And, I mean, everybody in this match, like, K- 
carried their own. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see anyone who was... I, I didn't see a lot from EO this time. No. I don't know if that was on purpose. We had our trash can moment. But it wasn't yes, even really with her. Really. Exactly. Like, we, Dakota got put into the trash can. That so Dakota funny. gets put in the trash can and Raquel swings her around. <laughs> that was really Like funny. Cesaro swing style and like throws her down. Husband. And then I think EO does like a moonsault while she's in the trash can onto the trash can That's or something. That's about it. Yeah. But other and than that. And she didn't even go to the second rope for that. No. Yeah. No. No. She teased going up to the top. But yeah, then that was it. That was it. So I think for the finish for this. They set it up to where, like, Cora's basically been in in the corner the entire time. Yeah. Um, holding her shoulder. Yeah. After EO has played doctor and put her shoulder back in. Yeah, that was nasty, though. the whole nasty, reason though. why she did that was because if Cora left the cage, they would have lost. Yeah. Right? So, that's why she was like, no, I got this. Yeah. Like, I'll do it. And they're like, what? No, no. Like, no, you're, no, you're not a doctor. Like, what are you doing? And then yeah and she sold it really well so she's in the corner and then they periodically team members go and check on her and like make sure she's okay and then go to fight they'll be like okay are you good okay i'm gonna go beat her ass now (laughs) like and then so i really enjoyed that because they were so like being mama bears they were they were and then there was one spot toward the end where they're all like have kendo sticks like around her being like nope yeah like not my baby not my baby bear you know and so toward the end, uh, Toxic Attraction, like, get the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And she's, and Cora's, like, one-armed with a kendo stick, like, is beating them back and everything. She did whap the shit out of one she of them. She did. She whapped off. A couple of them, yeah. Of them. <laughs> and so they overtake her, and then Mandy does a running knee, which she completely misses. Oh, it was awful. It was so bad. And, <laughs> but I, she, it, but oh. Cora sells it like she hit her in the face. Like, I forgot that, and then it just hurt my soul more. Yeah, like, oh. and it was right at the camera angle too, oh, where it was, it was like right so in front of it. Bad. But so, so she goes. To, Mandy goes to pin her and is like, "Oh, this is super easy." And then Cora <laughs> kicks out, and I don't know who was more surprised, Mandy or Cora. <laughs> like Cora's eyes went as big as saucers. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I just kicked out of that. Holy shit, I'm immortal. Like it was. <laughs> that was like what was going through her face. <laughs> I'm immortal. And so then there's like a whole other sequence where like everybody's laid out. Yep. Like everybody's laid on the floor, past and dead. Cora pops up and is like, "Oh, huh, huh," and like crawls over with her one good arm, one arm, rolls up J.C. Jane, one, two, three, matches over, and it's all like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then everybody just kind of pops up and is like, "Groundhogs, like, wait, <laughs> dig a ton, what?" And I don't, I mean, it, it was cat. it was fine, like it was it, okay, but like I kind of wish that like. She would have just like knocked the shit out of someone with and the kendo then, stick and then pinned them. Yes, I feel like it would have been a little bit more satisfying because she did hair. do a lot of work in that match, and I think it would have been yeah. a nicer ending than her just realizing that JC was knocked out and she yeah. and JC was the closest person to her, mm-hmm. and then just pin her. But I mean, overall, like I feel like that was fine because yeah. they needed to win i guess to put cora over yeah because she was you know the one who got the pin but i think if they did it a little bit differently i would have liked it a little bit more but i mean it was pretty solid okay it really was i just are you okay i am i just (laughs) i 
I feel bad because I've been sitting here and I'm thinking about it. I was like, I can't remember a single thing EO did. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of really, like, it just hit me, like, yeah. sorry. And I, I didn't mean to, like, zone out there, but it just you it did. really just suddenly was like, wh- why? Mm-hmm. I think it's because they're trying to put over these newer batch of people. I mean, that could, and she's one of the old bloods, you know? Like, they're trying to put more focus on the younger talent. And I think, I'm guessing that's why, because, like, Raquel, yeah. her, and Dakota had a few spots and Mandy did nothing because she came in last yeah right so but ooh I'm pretty right well mm-hmm. she's also like the mega heel of the match so yes. just like Adam had that spot when he was in war games like he's the mega heel of the match so yes. like the me- the big heel of the match is going to let all the underlings go before them yeah and like, <laughs> you know peasants. so they can have the most energy right so that I'm not mad at yeah but but yeah, I think that's probably why. Mm. But I mean, I was impressed with Cora. Yes. I was impressed with Gigi. I was pleasantly surprised. JC with Cora. did fine when she wasn't screaming. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> there was something I said about JC, and I felt so bad. Like she, like her, like I just I look at her, and it's like that Doctor Who moment. I don't know if anyone listens to Doctor Who or watched Doctor Who here, but you know, you look at someone, and then you just turn, and then you forget what their face looks like <laughs> as a character like that on Doctor Who. And yeah. you look at them and then you turn and then you've forgotten completely. Ah. And then you turn back around and then you're like staring at them and it's like, wait, I should remember you. Yeah. And it's like, oops, sorry. Yeah, so. Sorry. I feel like overall it was good. I gave it a three. I feel like it was solid. Like there was, there was, some, there were some moments that were a little clunky, But overall, yeah. But overall, uh, baby faces go over. Yeah. And we move on and I'm not going to try to harp on this too much because I don't want to spend so much time on it. Yeah. But there were so many freaking promos and ads during this show. That were just... After every single match, we either got a promo for another superstar that was not on on the takeover. No, not at all. Or an ad for WWE for some other programming. Which was ridiculous. Or Christmas ad or whatever. So just in the first... Like, I wrote down, like, what yeah. happened in between the War Games match and the tag team match, okay? Yeah. So we had a promo for Tiffany Stratton, a promo for Briggs and Jensen, an ad, a promo for Boa, a promo for MSK, and then a backstage segment with the black and gold brand for War Games. That's six different things Why? that we had. Now, I can understand if we are trying to set up, you know, get the War Games cage out of there. Yeah. I understand that. But there have been times when we have seen the War Games cage going up and down. Like, that's actually kind of really cool. Yes. When they show it. Right. So, but I think they didn't, they had to take it apart in pieces because they're at the Performance Center. So, I understand if they need to, like, stall and Uh, do some time. But there were so many pointless, long promos from these people. And I, it felt like I wasn't watching a takeover. It felt like I was watching a variety show. A well, just a regular weekly show. Yeah. So that really took me out of it because mm-hmm. you maybe will have a ad or two in a backstage segment in between matches, but like every single match had that much programming in between it. Yeah. And it was just, it was a lot. And Ikemen. 
Oh God, I'm not. I don't even want to entertain That's it. it. That's it. That's I it. don't want to entertain if it. If you want to know, just go and look it up. You'll yeah. know. You'll find it. Don't worry. We don't want you to look it up, <sighs> but Ikamanjiro. I'm just man. gonna say Ikamanjiro is way better than what they're what they're doing to him right he now. He deserves and a world better. What they're doing is extremely <laughs> racist, and we do not approve oh. of it on the show. And that's all we'll say about it. Yes. So. Next, we have the tag team championship match. Mm-hmm. So we have our champions, Imperium, versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. And to me, Neanderthal. This, yes, the Neanderthal, as Gina <laughs> lovingly calls him. Mm. So he has a very big forehead. I will give it's you that. It's got that the brow structure. Y'all it's know what very I'm talking about. sloped head, it's, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this was, in my opinion, the best non-war games match of the night. I enjoyed it a lot, and I, it was all because of Imperium and Kyle. Imperium is always nothing to do with Von Wagner. Yeah, at he all. couldn't go hop off. A he's cliff. the most generic, boring, boring big man I have ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> I just stare at him and I go, "What is so great about you?" All, all he is is he's he big man. Um, he big he big man. He big scary man. Big scary man, and not even scary. He does not talk, <laughs> and I just I run and I hit you, right? Ah. And not even well mind you like Like, there's a couple of times where he's like oh yeah i'll do this one move i don't remember anything he does and him and kyle as a team just never registered with me whatsoever they were and i mean spoiler alert at the end of this match von wagner tries to turn on him (laughs) which and freaking misses yeah and kyle just wails on him yeah right but like no one cared no because one. no one cared about this tag team. Oh, I didn't. They were together for all of a month. Then they went on their camping trip, though. Oh, God. <laughs> like, again, with these vignettes and these promos, they are so overly produced, Ugh. and it is just, they're gross, and I don't like them. But, like... I hate it. Thanks. They, they're like, hey, here's this tag team. You need to care. <clears throat> and I'm like, no, no, no. That's you, not how this works. You need to do some of the work. Like, you need to show <laughs> me why I need to care about these two people being friends who have never spoken <laughs> who to each other. Who don't give two shits about each other. No, they don't. None. You could tell Kyle did not care at Oof. all about this match. Kyle had to go home after some of those promos and just chug yeah. some alcohol. And I think, because, like, you know, there was a whole... Like, the whole night, there was an underlying feel of this was Kyle's last match, and this was also Johnny's last match. Oof, so they played up Johnny's last they did, match. They did, which I think we'll get into that at the, at the last one. Yes. I really want to dive into that. Yes. But with Kyle's, they didn't talk about it. No, I didn't know until after. Uh-huh. So his contract, him and Johnny's contract are up this week. Yeah. So... Like in like two days time, I think from when we're recording this. Yes, the yes. Yeah, and so, I, the only good thing that I have, which I know I gave this like probably one of my highest ratings of the whole night, but it was because of Eichner, and Bartel. They're like it. Eichner, like he, they have this uh, tag team move where one of them will set the opponent up in the corner upside down. And then mm-hmm. one of them will run at him from one side, and the other one will run in the other and, and just, do kind of like a like feet first kind of. I don't yeah. know what the term is, but like a kick to the face. Yeah, but from both sides, yes. and it's just it is perfect and synchronized every single time. And it's just that's a just tag so team. Fun. That's a tag team. Yeah, and it's just so fun 
to watch and there was lots of false finishes oh and like good ones there was one where like (laughs) there was a part where kyle rolls eichner up and it's in the corner and Mm -hmm. bartell sees it and all bartell does is just pushes eichner a little bit to the left to change the position oh, to make yeah. it so that Kyle is in the pinning position. Oh, yeah, 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 And it was yeah. just like a boop, boop, like just a quick little, and then he like goes back like away. Like Pillsbury Doughboy. But it was so, it was so seamless and so simple. Yes. And it's, I love, I love detail shit like that. See, the, those two are just fantastic. Not just because of their music, but just, which, as, I don't know if you guys know this, but I love their intro music. It's so classic. It's so, quite literally. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but their their chemistry, mm-hmm. like the whole faction that they had, like just everything, they're just awesome. They're yeah, really like there was one spot where Eichner like is going to go and hit Kyle, but he just jumps over him from the floor to the top ring. Yes, like just, just jumps it boing. and then jumps onto Von Wagner, like on know, the outside of the ring. You know, just as you do, like like leapfrog over like a bunny. It, I love it. Oh, <laughs> but yes, shout, shout out to Tyler Breeze. So it's Matt, just Matt in the chair. So fun, so fun to watch. And the, I mean, the, the finish to this is unless you want to say anything else about it. Nope, nope. Okay, you're, you're good. So the finish is kind of elaborate, it, it, very detailed, which is why I'm glad you got it down. Yes, because I would not remember. Because you know me. Um, so Kyle has. Eichner in a submission, mm-hmm. one of his many submissions that he does. And Eichner powers through and lifts him into what looks like a power bomb position. Yes. But he sets him up like above his head. Oh my god. Like from the ground. Like Oh, the core thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes so yes, yes. Eichner yes. is legit like on the ground, like shoulders to the mat. Full deadlift. In this like submission hold. And then he just powers like he's he's legit about to like pass out, and yeah. the ref does the whole spot that we love so much, where the he hand. he raises the hand, and then like Eichner like takes his hand goes, away no. from him, and he's like no, and he claws and exactly. holds his hand, and like no, and then he powers through and lifts him from the ground up into what looks like a power bomb position, and uh, Bartel tags himself in, yep, and then gets to the second rope, and then just does a spinning uppercut. <sighs> Right into Kyle's face, and then they and then he power bombs him onto the floor, oh, like it just fantastic, mwah, like <laughs> chef's mwah. kiss, like so good. <laughs> and then he um, they call it the, they call it the Imperial Bomb, nice. is what that move is called. Nice. And so Kyle takes the pin, and Imperium retains. And I I think Kyle taking the pin makes sense. With it being his last match. Well, not only that, like, they obviously have very strong feelings toward Neanderthal, man, and want to push him. <laughs> yeah, but the crowd hates him. Th- okay, even- since when has anyone higher up given a rat's ass about what the actual audience... They literally tape over and make different sounds and pipe in shit. Oh, I know that. I'm yeah. just saying... I know. And he's awful. He is awful. But they want to push him so bad. <laughs> but, and then yeah. But of the course it's gonna be Kyle. About the end of this. He <laughs> is say it, say it, say it, say it. Von Wagner <laughs> tries so hard to turn on him because what happens is the thank you Kyle chants thank are starting. You Kyle. And 
he's like, thank you guys, like, you're great, like, awesome. And then you just see Von Wagner, like, he's like, yay, and like standing and clapping. And then it just like, it occurs to him. He's like, oh, this is my cue. I have to get angry. And he like hulks out. Like It's you like see, the beginning actors like class. Yes, you see the acting moment come across his face. And he's just like, goes from yay to err and tries to do a clothesline. Yeah. Like it is, it is that quick. Oh my gosh. And Kyle like sees it from a mile away. Because no duck. And then just ducks him. Like just. I wonder if that was like planned. Oh, I would, they plan out everything on this show now. So That's yes, fair. it is. It was planned. Yeah. It but would have been really funny to like see it, the looks on like, you know, the big wigs faces. Like if, if Kyle, like, if Kyle actually had like, wasn't supposed to, and like was supposed oh, to get decked and beat the shit out of. Well, maybe, I don't know. Because then, it led to a steel cage match on Tuesday. Like I forgot about Tuesday. Week. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's but a little. the great tidbit at the end. Yes. When he was taunting Von Wagner at the end. <laughs> oh, no. He cry. flashes the undisputed era symbol, and everyone freaks, and out. Everyone oh freaks out. And I was watching the replay today, and Ted was like, "Do you think that they're going to blur that out?" Did they? No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't cut it. Interesting. So I was like, I don't see why they would though. Like they own the name Undisputed Era, so that's technically their property and their merchandise. So they're probably like, yeah. Right. But Sell out these last t-shirts. I, I loved it. It was a great it was moment amazing. for me. Me being such a huge, we still sh- a Undisputed Era fan. Like, we squealed like little pigs. We did. <laughs> we did. We freaked. It was great. So, I mean, despite what I said about Von Wagner, I still gave this match a four. Because, Minus him, yes. Yes, because I was like, I'm not going to, like, take... I'm not going to let Von Wagner, like, bring this down a whole point. So mm-hmm. I was just like... It was still a really, really great match. So we have more ads and promos. And then we move on to the hair versus hair <clears throat> match with... Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes. Everyone take in that deep breath of... <sighs> we all hate hair versus hair matches. We just okay. don't like... I, I Okay, when I say we, I mean me. No, but no, like, no, no, no. I don't like them. I would be fine more with a hair match mm-hmm. if they both had hair. <laughs> it's stupid well, to get into a match and be like, you know what? I'm going to take all your hair off. Bitch, there's like an inch on every guy's hair that like is in these hair matches. There's one guy who, of course, always has long hair. So that's Cameron. But then, but the other, like, what stakes do they have? Like, oh, I'm going to shave my head when I only had about two inches of like semi-coiffed hair on the top of my head? Like, yeah. why is that such a big stake? Well, and that's why I had such an uh, issue with it when Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy did it. Yes! Because it's- it made no sense. I'm like... Orange Cassidy has, mind it, beautiful hair. Breathtaking. But, like, mm. very short, quaffed hair, yes. like you said. And Matt Hardy had the long hair to his shoulders. Yes. So, I just don't ever understand. I know that it's an old, it, and like, that's the thing. old school match that, like, everybody who was a fan of, like, the old school days, like, are going to be excited about. But at the same time, it's not funny anymore. And like, not only that, it's just, 
everyone had mullets back then. <laughs> that's why yeah, that's it's like, true. oh, shave their hair. <laughs> also, we should just go ahead and just write to them and be like, hey, if you're going to do hair matches, anyone with a mullet needs to be out there. Do they wrestle? No. But we'll just shave their hair they for them. They need to be included in this even if they yeah. don't wrestle. Oh, they're, like, they just need to be Oh, they're the mic guy? Yeah, no, get them in there. So <laughs> I legit... Shave them. I wrote, it was fine, weakest match of the night. And like, even, even for Cameron? Yeah, uh, it, it was. It was. Something was just off. And I don't know if it was, if it was Duke or if it was Cameron or if it was a mixture of both, but like it looked like all of Duke's moves looked like he was performing underwater. Like it legit looked a half second off. Yeah. And even like when he did like a Spike Rana, which is like one of the coolest moves it to me. It is awesome. It looked off. Like everything just looked slow and sloppy, even though it wasn't. It just, it wasn't that Like their enjoyable. hearts weren't into it. And I feel like that was the theme with a lot of these mid-card matches, is that like your heart is just not just get into through it. Just, just get, get through, through it. it. And make it through. You got there's this. There's no fire in it. There's no like, to be honest and to be fair, that's how a lot of the like Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views feel sometimes. Yes. Like they're just going through the motions to get that paycheck. Exactly. Right? And that's It not, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and there's no fire behind it. There's no meaning behind it. Like this, there was build-up to this. I don't care what the build-up was. It was dumb. It like, was. Duke Hudson is a professional poker, poker player now. Like it doesn't make any sense. As and then now Cameron is involved because he's the money guy. Yeah. Like I don't know what made it be hair versus hair. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Like, so I legit wrote nothing down. No. And I, I wrote down finish. Honestly, I have no idea, but Cameron won. Like, I I was so yeah. just, I think. I think we genuinely talked through that match. We did. I think I think we looked up at the last second. That's why we didn't know what the finish was. What does dogs call it? Uh, the popcorn match? Yes. Yeah, this was the popcorn Absolutely. match. Absolutely. Like, and I hate that for Cameron. Because Cameron is awesome and, and deserves he, so much better than that. He was on such a run before the rebrand. And they just... And he's still over, thank God. Yeah, because right? he's but, awesome. So he still gets a huge pop every time he comes out. But... To the and actually, I don't mind his shorter hair. I kind I, of enjoy it. He's because he, it wasn't, and that's what it is. Because it's not just his hair; they trimmed his beard too. Mm-hmm. And y'all, he, he looking pretty. He looked pretty good. The distinguished gentleman. Look at this distinguished gentleman. Mm, yes, <laughs> looking with all, a shaved beard. <laughs> looking all fancy. <laughs> like so. So basically, Cameron wins. Can't tell you the finish, but yeah. Well, yeah. So Duke tried to do the whole standard heel thing, and I lost. So that means I'm gonna actually take over. And he tried to avoid it, and he he knocked Cameron out and put him in the chair, and then Cameron's like, "Whoa, no way!" And Ooh. reverses it, and then knocks Duke out. And I don't know if Duke like got the his cut before yes. the match. I'm convinced that Cameron sliced his eyelid open Ooh. with those right with that razor. Mm. Now I I do not handle a razor. I do not shave my head, so I I get I get this done professionally. Yes, you I, do. So listeners, I have part of my head shaved, but I don't do that myself. Nope. So I I do not handle a razor at all. Nope. I don't know how possible it is for you to cut your skin with it. I mean, the thing that I was watching was that like, he's like doing like the, yeah, like I got him in the headlock kind of thing. 
But if he's passed out, like, you don't need to be so rough with him. You can just go, oh, I'm going to tilt your head. But it looked, <laughs> it looked like he hit his It did. Eye. And like he was going so rough with him. He comes back, and there's blood on his eyelid, on yeah. Duke's eyelid. And it's not, like, gushing or anything. No, but, but it's, it's obviously, still... like, that wasn't there, like, ten seconds ago. Right. So what happened there? He goes and shaves his head, and it's all patchy, and... He, like, you know, comes to in the middle of... And I will say, his facial expressions were pretty good. Yeah. But it and it, it rolls over into the next episode on Tuesday. And he he comes out in a, in a blonde wig. And it's very evident that it's a wig. That's what and that is? That curly-haired whatever, the meme I was seeing on the internet? Oh, I don't I don't know. Oh. But, no, like it, wasn't, like it wasn't curly. Okay, then it there's was, something else I've been saying. It was straight. Saying. So, oh my gosh! I thought it was funny. That's amazing. It's it's the typical heel like if if they lose the match and they have it out like you know and they have patchy hair or whatever like they either wear a mask or they put a wig on right but yeah I thought that was funny so I'm like okay the aftermath of this was pretty good but the match itself just was not great no not at all yeah so I mean I gave it a two and a half I was genuinely just gonna give it a two yeah because. It just didn't matter, and Mm-mm. I think they put it there for shock value because they're like, oh, people will, you know, think this is funny or, you know, whatever. But Yeah, no. So then we have more ads and promos. Like, I legit kid you not, it was after every single match. So didn't write those down. But yep. then we go to the Cruiserweight Championship match between... We got feelings, y'all. Roderick Strong... And Joe Gacy. Now, Roderick Strong is your cruiserweight champion. And why? I don't know. What? So I, I said I don't want to talk about this match. I want to talk about the state of the cruiserweight division. Yes. So is that okay with you? There, lack okay. thereof. Yes, yes, absolutely. Please, let's discuss this. So, for those of you who are not aware, and I, I don't know, I've been living under a rock, I guess, over the past two years. Like, um, also, why are you listening to the podcast if you don't know what's going on That's true. There? I just like, to, I mean, I like to inform people. You may, They may not know. That is fair. So WWE has been releasing a shit ton of people, like in the hun- yeah, over I've, 100 at this now, point. Now, yes. Uh, it was 84 or something like that last time. Mm-hmm. and Or no, 89. And now it's like 100 something. Yeah. So in the... Uh, you know, in the hundred range now, since the start of the pandemic, they have been releasing people from their contracts and randomly, like meaning, no rhyme or reason, meaning that, you know, they release them and then they have a, what's called a non-compete clause, meaning that they cannot compete in any other promotion for either 30 days or 90 days, depending on which contract you had yeah so if you had an nxt contract it was only 30, 30 days. days if you had a main roster it was 90 it was days 90 so that is three months y'all that's like ridiculous. that is a long time and you know they're not paying them during those three months no they don't because no. <laughs> screw you <laughs> if they're cutting them and releasing them why would they pay them exactly in that interim? like Ugh. so they have in those budget cuts they have basically gutted the cruiserweight division so Just they had NXT a show in general. called 205 live <sighs> which now is still going on. Why? How? Even though they have oh, they three put awesome members theory. on their roster. That's it? Are you So serious? what they have been doing, oh. they have been bringing in people that are not cruiserweights. So Odyssey Jones was on there at one no, point. No, not my man, Odyssey. Yes. So Odyssey Jones is a big man. He is not 205 pounds or less. His 
arm is 205 pounds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. Like, my gosh. So His smile is 205 pounds. There like, it is. He got a great smile. So they've been doing that to keep the show alive. <laughs> then, but the, the title is on someone who is not even on 205 Live. He is on NXT full time. Yes. Because that title, makes sense. title lives on NXT. And it has for a while, because it was on Kushida before Roderick. Gosh, it was awesome when it was on Kushida. It was great. So <sighs> now, Joe Gacy comes along, and his character is supposed to be the PC woke member mm-hmm. of NXT. Mm-hmm. And it is... I don't even know who it is supposed to be for, because it, he is basically making fun of the like millennial and Gen Z culture of being PC and wanting to be inclusive and all inclusive to everyone and all races and genders and creeds. And like, that's great on paper, but as a wrestling character, like who are you playing for? And two, when you have that character in your cycle, it's like a boomer trying to write, and be like, <laughs> guys, this is well, that's like, like we're laughing. That's, that's exactly what it is. No, that's yeah. that's who they are. Yeah, because it's Bruce Pritchard and oh, all those guys. Hear that stupid man's that's, name. That's who's writing this shit. And that's the thing. They're like, <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna actually like it, and they're gonna like actually root for this guy. And then the irony is, it's like, oh my he god, sucks. man, like, <laughs> like get it? Like, he's a heel. Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> like kind of joke and sucks. Yeah, because all he does is spout buzzwords all day, every day. They're like, and oh, <laughs> insensitive material. Like, or safe, what's the word? Safe space. Safe space. That's like, a big one oh that he uses. Oh, my gosh. And so basically what he has done for this match is he is saying and touting that the cruiserweight title is discriminatory against anyone who is over 205 pounds. Which I just want to say... He does not even look two hundred pounds. Like, no, no, he's he's big boy. Really? Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's I think just short. Like he kind of hides well, his stout. I think it's also that he always wears the black button down. Yeah, that's black is slimming. Black is nice. Mm-hmm. So, so he's saying that it is discriminatory against those people. Mm-hmm. So he is lifting the weight restriction on the title for his match. Yeah, because he has the authority to do sure. That. Let's go with that because yeah. no one's going to think too much about any of this, yeah. right? So my brain hurts. So he, so he is able to challenge for this match because of that. Because just because, um, as dogs would say, because fuck you. Because fuck you. Yeah, exactly. No, that is that is basically his whole character essentially oh, is like just... I can do this because fuck you. Yeah. Like, so the match was fine. I just he can work. It yes. He can. He is a very good in-ring worker. I'd like to see him do some other character, but yes. Yeah. And He's... I think what is happening, and I think we discussed this earlier, like, he, this is a shit gimmick. Oh, it's awful. Right? Like, like this, is, this is panning across all demographics and all audiences, right? Like, nobody likes this. Yeah. But he's been given this. So he's like, you know what? I'm a haul ass in the ring. And I'm going to be so good. Yeah. And it'll be fine. And hopefully they'll forget about it. Yeah. And then I'll move on in like and 10 years from now. And then I'll move on. Not even 10 years. Yeah. Probably two at this point. That'd be right? Nice. Because that's the shelf yeah. life of all characters right now. Yeah. Right? So 
he's like that person that comes in when you're 19 and 20 and you just feel like you have to like completely lose who you are and overwork yourself and like just give and give and give and give and give in the workplace yeah. because that's what you assume you have to do and that's how you're going to get famous and yeah, that's if I what just power through if I just do this and oh I'll just do this that like one more time and like not in a gross rude way but just like in a like no like say another like you know promo do another thing like this yeah well it's like that meme uh like set where a guy is gradually putting on clown makeup yes and by the yes. end of it he is completely in clown makeup. yes yeah. that it's yes it's that that's exactly what he bless his poor baby heart that's what he's doing yeah if i work hard and i don't take uh, days off yes and i do what my boss tells me eventually i'll get recognized yes yeah, yeah and i because he is great in the ring like you said yes and but he has this character harland with mm. him, which, dude, this guy, his name was Parker Boudreaux when he came into this, which badass as hell. Why would you change it from Parker Boudreaux? You could to have had Harland. some like you could have had some like Louisiana like deep backwoods shit oh, backstory. He could have still been with Joe, yeah, as Parker Boudreaux. Like that's like the whole thing yes. could have worked in he, his favor with that. He had a gorgeous head of hair. Oh. He was super built, like really good looking guy. And like, then they shaved him bald, put him in coverall, coveralls and made him not speak. Like a big scary he bar. has not spoken this entire time. He just follows him around like a really scary looking lackey. And he interferes in this match and he goes up to, so diamond mind is all, around the sides yep right which there's a, as per usual there's a lot of them now yeah. <laughs> which malcolm Bivens is just the best part of that to watch his facial expressions he's great but we we love malcolm we do but he harlan comes up to ivy nile who is the, like the sole female member of this group and his who is supposed to be this badass bitch she came from that like uh reality like strength show that yeah. the rock hosted or yeah. something like that she comes out every time to the ring wearing chains and like thick chains yeah. just wrapped around her like it's a necklace yeah she's she's wrestled she's, she's good ripped yeah and she's really strong and really good and so this next part is stupid <laughs> so harlan comes up behind her picks her up like a wee baby angel and she just like thrashes around and flails like and it's not like she did something to the match like to interrupt it or anything no, he just he came just up decided to, her. to just oh i'm a lift lady lady <laughs> go in air i lift lady oh and it's it's so <clears throat> and she just like flails for a bit and then goes limp and then he drops her because joe's like no no no, no man. put her down it's put okay her down. it's okay and then she Don't like be insensitive. cowers away. She runs away and like goes like, <laughs> and then the match continues like, like nothing it was happened. Pointless, unless this furthers some storyline down the road, which I hate when they do that at pay per views. I hate when they do that. Yeah, because you're you're insinuating that I'm going to continue watching. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like you're just insinu you're, you're putting a lot of effort on you me. are assuming a lot there like i've already stated in this very episode that you're i don't want to do a lot of work you got to do a lot of the work for me all i'm doing I'll, i'm just a viewer yeah. you're not paying me to do any work <laughs> right in fact if it's peacock we're paying for you oh, exactly yeah no absolutely yeah not. so so basically the finish on this is 
Strong hits him with a backbreaker, and he wins. Yeah. Like, again, kind of anticlimactic, because Roderick does a thousand and one different kinds of backbreakers, and maybe he, he, maybe he did it all throughout the match, and we just didn't watch it, but a single backbreaker, to me, that's not a finisher. He just... He's always been lackluster to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like the writing's on the wall for him, too. Yeah. Because after Kyle, like yeah, Adam, Bobby, Kyle, they're all gone now. Yeah. And from what I have read, he signed an, another extension, like a new contract in the beginning of this year. So mm. he's locked in. Yeah. He's got to stay for a while. Unless they release him. Which they might. Which, to me, if he goes up to the main roster, he's gone. Yeah. Like, there is no... And then, literally, the cruiserweights are nothing. The only thing that was distinguishable distinguishable about him was being with Undisputed Era. That's it. Before he feuded... Before he was with Undisputed Era, he feuded with Drew McIntyre, when Drew McIntyre was still in NXT, which shows (sighs) you how long ago this was. Right? Yum. So, like, 2017... Something like that. Oh, did you going to say 27 years ago? I'm no. going to be like, whoa, wait well, a minute. <laughs> no, 2017 was 27 years ago, right? It feels like It fucking feels like it. It really does. 2020 was like five of those. So March of 2020 was six of them alone. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So he was feuding with Drew yeah. for the title, and then Drew beat him, obviously, and then he went to the wayside, and then Undisputed Era became a thing, and he got you know, put with them. That was the only thing that was interesting about him. And then now that Undisputed Era is gone and disbanded a while ago, they have to then put him into another faction where he's the leader of it technically, but but no one cares. Oh, and can we talk about those two goons (laughs) that just... The derpiest little things I've ever seen? The guy looks like he's supposed to have a bill on his face, like a duck bill, and it's not... Like, it got surgically removed. (laughs) Like, something about his You can't say shit like that when I'm drinking Prosecco, okay? (laughs) Like, I almost just spat all over these mics. But you're right. You are absolutely right. He just looks so wrong, and it's weird, but... Yeah. Yeah, and then I just... I still am so bitter and really frustrated about, you know, this, you can't sit there and build up this woman as like this absolute jacked badass. Yeah. And then expect to play these same bullshit misogynistic feminine roles with her. Like, that's not how this works. Well, that's how they're doing the women's division right now. It doesn't make sense. They're trying to, I think in their mind, they're trying to blur the line between the feminist and the strong, I don't want to even say feminist. It wasn't feminist. No. Like the strong female wrestlers that we had before and the I'm so hot, look at me, like well, we know superstars that sure. they want, right? So they're trying to incorporate those two together and it does not work. It's a male writer doing the bare minimum. Yes. Look it's, at these strong, badass women who can do whatever they want, but they're also sexy as hell, and the men can grab them whenever they want. And, yes. and say whatever they want about them. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's they're, those two things, Pritchard can it's oil and water. It does not go together. No. You either can be 
in 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 my opinion, and this is just my opinion, right? It's probably right. But I appreciate that. But I'm just saying, I'm covering my basis here with our listeners. This is just my opinion. This is not fact. Okay. Yeah, fair. But in the wrestling world, to me, you have two different types of women yes. wrestlers. Could, you have yes. the the badass, like sexy in that type of way, mm-hmm. and then you have the just straight. I'm pretty. Look at me. Yeah. You can't have both. Right? Yeah. It's not like one can be the same. Because even with Candace, like, I always go back to her. Yeah. But, like, she was on the more, like, preppy, like, quote-unquote pretty but, side. But, but all she... of her training mm-hmm. is with, like, death matches and stuff. But she never got to show any exactly, of that. Exactly. Because as soon as she got to the, quote, big company, they're like, oh, well, you're a woman. And you're a cute blonde and from California. And you're small. So... And you're dainty. Yes. So, and so that proves my point. Like, you can't have both in this company, right? No. Like, it's, it's oil and water to them. Like, it yeah. does not mix. They don't know how to do it. And so I think that's where you're running into the problem you have with Ivy Nile. It's like, you want to like her. You want her to be this badass woman. But yeah. then you... She put, hasn't spoken yet. No. Like, that's dope. Which, that's great. But then you have her have this stupid trope with Harlan where she's this damsel in distress with this beast of a, like King Kong holding her at the top of the Empire State Building. Like, help me, I'm defenseless. Damn, good juxtaposition like, there. It's, but it's the same thing. And so I don't, I don't know if this era of NXT is going to be able to accomplish that. No, especially so, if Pritchard is at the helm of this. Like, well, like, all these people just need to either go away or die. You know, if like, not both. it's just, if not I'm, both. I'm just being completely honest with you. Like we had, I mean, we were fine where we were. We were just fine. We were fantastic we were. where we were yes. actually, we were just freaking fine. So it's I just gave... that Vince had his panties all in a twist. <laughs> Sorry. I'll drink to that. You know what? Let's, let's. So I gave that one a two and a half. <laughs> Cause joking. again, it didn't need to happen. It was a TV match at best. Yeah. Same yes. with the hair versus hair match. Yeah. You know. I was going to say two. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, being... you're going lower oh, than I am I, this time. Yeah. So we go into our last match of the night. Okay, Which here is we go. the men's war games match, which is Team Black and Gold, which is the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, Ooh. Pete Dunn, uh, Dun. LA Knight, what? and... Uh, Johnny Gargano. We'll talk about Elliot Knight as well. Yes. There's no freaking reason for this man to be on this team. One of these things is not like the other, and it's Elliot Knight. I scraped him as a, quote, black and gold Versus Team 2.0, which is, oh, God. Okay, I didn't write any of these down. It's going to come back to haunt me. Yes. So, oh, my God, I did write them down. They're right here, Shelby. Hey! Believe in yourself. Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller. Tony D'Angelo and your uh, U.S. champion, not U.S., oh my God, I'm so blanking, North American champion, Carmelo Hayes. I mean, like the title doesn't really mean that much right now on him. Well, the North, well, the North American, I think, has the most clout out of all of them right now. That's out fair. Out of the secondary titles. That's fair. That I include like well, we give other it that. like Raw and SmackDown titles for in oh, that yeah, as well. <laughs> because the North American title was, you know, I feel like a lot more prestigious than even the U.S., but that's yeah. another title that's for another, another day. story. Never mind. Anyway, so this entire pay-per-view was centered around the fact that this may be Johnny Gargano's last 
match yes. in NXT. Which is very emotional. So I, I don't know if I was in denial or if I just didn't want to think about it because Adam leaving was such a huge blow to yeah. me. Because and the to the company. It, yes. And at the time, I, I was not as keen on AEW as I am now. And you can argue that it's because he's on there now, which is why I'm working I mean, to it. But whatever it takes, I guess. But I just, him leaving, I was like, okay, this is the start. It's starting to chip away, yeah. right? But I was like, but we still have Johnny, we still have Tommaso, and we still have Kyle, right? Yeah. So we still have these like core pillars that I don't think will go away. And Kyle, I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me, yep. right? Like you see the writing on the wall and you see your, your friends over here living their life over at AEW and having fun, right? <laughs> Obviously you're gonna want some of that, Yep. right? And if you're not having fun where you are, Obviously. grass is greener and all that shit, Yep. right? But with Johnny, I was like, nope, I think it's going to take a lot more convincing for him to go because NXT, he is like the number one like guy. Yeah. And he has been, I mean, people have been saying this this entire time. He is the backbone. He's the cornerstone. He's all those meta, you know, the, all those things. Yeah. Right. So going into this, I was like, okay, if he, if they lose, then I think he might be gone. And but then I was not expecting no. to see what we saw when he, come, when he came out in his entrance. No, that was... Because, Ooh. so Carmelo Hayes, I know I might cry if I talk about it, but it's yeah. fine. That's just how passionate we are, friends, about wrestling. Yes, yeah, she, she will cry more I, than I will, me, but... I will cry at a drop of a hat with this shit. So Carmelo starts for 2.0. Mm-hmm. And... All of 2.0 comes out, and then Carmelo is in the middle of the ring, and then everyone starts coming out from black and gold. And then we keep going, and then I remember you said, Shelby, he's going to start the match. Yep. I was like, no, no, like we still, it'll probably be like. Premonition, my dude. It'll probably be like LA or something, like somebody, because it's, it's Carmelo. It's not like. Premonition. You know, it's not Breaker or anything who's like the quote unquote star of that team, right? So. I roll. Then. LA Knight comes out and he's the last one before the last person. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> Oh no, no, oh, no. I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I started to like, literally I was in the corner of the couch and I started like dissolving into the corner, like hiding my Shelby ball of just not about it. Emotion just starts to yep. creep in. And then rebel heart starts playing and Shelby lost it. <laughs> actual tears full crying I did and cause listeners Rebel Heart was Johnny's single theme song right it was this when he was in his singles run and his face singles run and even when he turned heel for a little bit he had it too but that song is like his song and like his identity and I legit was like oh no here I go like well, it was it was a lot and then 
He also was wearing Candace on his socks. He he was. He posted about that earlier. He, he had did. Candace LeRae, like actual her face, like on his socks. I thought that was cute. It's adorable. Well, it's the first War Games that she hasn't been in, which is so. ridiculous. But also yes. because she's a mom. She's gonna pop out a baby in two months, so, so kind of can't be in a War Games match. Yep, that's a little bit. <laughs> That's a restriction, right? You know that they probably did, were, like, probably were like, yeah, come on. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I am very much showing. Like, she's just, like, turns. And it's just like, out to belly. <laughs> just, like, You know they did. They were like, are you sure you can't come in? Like, are you sure you can't make it? I still think that was a missed opportunity that they did not just have her on screen <laughs> like, and she and just ignore the fact that yeah, she's, she's pregnant like super pregnant and then austin comes out and is like whoa and she's like what what and it's like, like i like that top <laughs> exactly <laughs> like in knocking shit over and being yes. like wait what why is this here why am i okay fine whatever what a- <laughs> missed opportunity in my opinion see but all us we could have been great writers not only did he have the socks but his gear Oh, gosh, the gear. Oh, my gosh, my heart. Was a patchwork quilt of all of his takeover gears. Yep. Because Johnny has the best gear, in my opinion. Ever. It is all basically different superheroes Marvel, every DC, single takeover. So like, he had Iron Man. Wolverine. He had Wolverine, which was my favorite one. Yeah, that one was amazing. Oh, so good. That's um, what they modeled the way after. Yes. It was like all those Wolverine-style yes, clothing. it was. It was awesome. Um, and then there was like a, all these different ones. He had, I think he had a Hulk. I can't remember. But anyway, he had yeah. basically every single superhero. He had Captain Marvel. That was his big yes. one. Yes. He was Captain yes. Marvel. Um. So they, it was all like uh, patchwork quilted together into yeah. one thing. And then on the back of his trunks, it spelled out Johnny Takeover. With all the logos. All of his logos oh. throughout. I'm just like, the detail Ugh. that this man went through to design and help design this gear. Yeah. And Which I, a lot of love. I think that's what made me tear up and yeah. cry because I was like, this was... A culmination of his entire career, six years Gosh, that he had been has been with NXT. That's insane. And it's just, it was, and his emotion on his face when he came out, and him being the first entry, and him and Carmelo just having a great five minutes. Carmelo to the point, showed up to the point where I was like, you know what, this sucks because we're not gonna get to see this feud. Like we're they, not, they should have had that feud forever I ago. I think they teased it, Ugh, but I don't care about we teasing. didn't really get it. <laughs> we didn't get it. No. So, I mean, the whole War Games match as a whole, I mean, again, it's a War Games match, and it's the men's War Games match. Yeah. So, it's going to be great. And I did not, I, full disclosure, friends, when I was writing my notes, when I was going back, I did not write all of what happened and I barely finished this match before we came to record. Yes. But the big spot that probably every the main spots that everybody will be talking about is Grayson Waller. Yes, because um, Lord have mercy. So bless I, that baby boy. I also noticed that <sighs> and this is just a little little baby thing. Little baby thing that annoyed mm, nitpicky, me. Nitpicky. That's what I do. I nitpick. <laughs> it's a little thing that annoyed me a bit was Cora's Cora Jade's spot from the top of the mm. cage and his spot from top of the you cage did mention that. were in the same corner. Yes, you of did the cage. mention that. 
and basically the same thing. Except he just didn't do Cora's a flip. Did a flip. Cora did a flip, and he did a, a avalanche elbow drop. Yep. Which, but it was both through a table. Which barely made it, but... Uh, you know what? He... He almost, he almost did it. He yep. almost made it. Yep. But it was by the skin of his teeth he made that one. He's lucky that he didn't, like, land on straight table with that. Yeah, just straight elbow. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. it still looked cool. It and did. then there was another one where it was uh, Tony D'Angelo. He, him and Pete Dunne did this <laughs> he makes... crowbar spot. Which, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, oh. Tony D'Angelo, his character is very like... Hey, I'm, I'm walking here. I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New York mobster. You'll be hey. sleeping with the fishes, you know. <laughs> Which They mess with that joke. I thought that I would not be into. I love it. I, I think <laughs> it is so campy and so funny. And he plays it just enough. It's just... You know? And then everyone's in the audience going like, Hey, doing the finger things. <laughs> like, we're all clapping our... like clasping our little fingers together like hey it's, it's really funny it's yeah, he, and, yeah he's just got the right amount of like um philatides from hercules yes. like that's what it is oh my gosh yeah absolutely it's what it is. he's just danny devito i love it like a taller like a much taller and bulkier danny devito but that like if philatides was a human he'd be tony d'angelo absolutely <laughs> so him and pete dunn do this swinging I'm going to say swinging neckbreaker crowbar spot. That's more where, than what I would have called it. So, he, I mean, basically just it's a neckbreaker with a crowbar across Dunn's chest, essentially. Yeah. It's, it was brutal looking. Um, and again, same with like this with the women's match, too. Like, everybody kind of had their own spots yeah. that they did. Um, and then you had the DIY spots where, you know, oh, the, that was fun for me. Uh, the DIY. The I didn't old, know that they had tagged until I was watching uh, that. And you, you explained it to me and all Gina, of that. Gina, we are going to have to just take a weekend. I love it. Binge, Already loving it. Watch old DIY, which is Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano's tag team. They were tag team champs at one point. Like, that sounds great. So this was their first like break into nxt yeah was diy yeah don't know why they're called diy i can't remember but i was gonna ask if it was an acronym but it doesn't matter yep so so basically the finished this um and i would say listeners go back and watch this one because this one is a very fun one it 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 is fast paced but it it is is so, so good so much going on and even if i did get to finish it i would not have been able to write everything down no like there's no way no so the finish to this was gnarly like it was Mm -hmm. it was brutal in my opinion so like Tommaso is going to put Carmelo through the table so he's going to do I can't remember what the move is called but it's like where he has him like underneath his arms and he's just going to throw him behind him Mm -hmm. I think but he has him lifted up partially and Braun Breaker just uh, spears him through the table. Spears Tommaso through the <sighs> table that's set up in the corner of the cage. Yeah. And then, like, pulls him out and does a just a massive slam. And then he pins him. So, Team 2.0 wins. And... The I, subtext is just... I, unders- I, I liked the... In theory, I liked the concept of this match. Right, so they're acknowledging the fact that you have Team 2.0, which is are the new blood, yeah. right? And the the new people that you're trying to uh, 
have us like. Yes. Right? And you're trying to put over. And then you have the old, old school people, mm-hmm. right? Team black and gold. Yes. And the classics. The classics, right? Team 2.0 were the heels in this match. Whether they liked it or not. No, they build them as the heel. Yeah. They built them up in, in the build up to this match. Team 2.0 were the clear heels. Yeah. That's they were fair. being booed from the beginning oh, of which this they, match. Oh, but you would never know that if you went and watched you, it again. That is really bothering you, isn't it? It bothers the <laughs> piss out of me. Like, they've dubbed a lot of stuff, yeah. but it's like, you can't go back and dub over, like, oh, wait, but like, yeah, I know, like, we, we build them as the heel, but like, we don't actually want you guys booing for them. Like, wait, but like, this is like the people we pick. Like, <laughs> yeah, but see. It sends a really weird message to me. Yeah. That the team that you are trying to push. Yes. And basically shove down our throats without our consent. It's, like, you're, you're billing them as your heels. But and you're then, wanting the crowd to boo them and to cheer the yes. team that you're trying to erase. Yeah, yes. It doesn't, it doesn't make any you sense to me. You can't have both. It's the same thing we were talking we about ju- earlier. Mm, full circle. Exactly. But for 2.0 to get the win here, I always knew they were going to get the win. It's, it's, There's no way that they're going to build something as us versus them and have them win. We're officially in the era of, yeah, we know what's going to happen. Yes. Like, without a doubt. And I, I hate that that's where we're at with NXT, but yes. that's where we are. And it sucks because that's my... So... Pritchard is here and he's still Pritchard. And I Pritchard. feel like having 2.0 win with them being the heels sends a very clear message to the people watching this at home saying that the black and gold team that you love so much and the show that you loved so much for six years Mm -hmm. is now dead take that and shove it up where the sun don't shine exactly and that's the message that i got oh loud and clear from the end of that loud and clear and and then at the end of this show when because i gave this match a four yeah because it yeah. was it was a very very good match yes four and is four is fair when this when the show goes off the air johnny gargano cuts oh. a promo alone in the middle of the ring <sighs> and is just talking to the audience and he basically the gist of it is there's a lot going on right now and my future is uncertain but i promise i will always be authentic and honest with you guys so i will tell you everything on tuesday because oh god i'm so scared right now yes because you don't know what's about to happen right now so i did not watch tuesday i was called for rehearsal yes um so she specifically said she was not going to tell me oh gosh hang on yes. is there any more no i think we drank it all no i've got a little bit left in my oh, cup okay. we're good okay i just need to save it yes so he cuts this great promo and i it's on twitter guys so you can find it it's actually a really really good yes. promo it's heartbreaking um Basically just saying, like, you guys are my family and I love you so much and blah, blah, blah. Oh, gosh, so, like, I'm as far back I know. as my back as I can be. I'm just terrified. It's okay. It's fine. So, but we, get, it, <laughs> we get to Wednesday and, I mean, they are really billing hardcore. Tuesday. That, like, Johnny 
Johnny has an announcement and he's going to address his future and it's like all going to be revealed at the end of the episode. So one, you have to watch, watch the, the entire episode to get to this point, which I did because I'm a Johnny Gargano fan and that's what I did. You're better than me. But he's he's not, he's like a wrestling brother. He's not a wrestling husband, yeah, right? No, no, he's no, like no. my wrestling brother. He's like that, that <laughs> like not official brother, but that brother that you like, like are really cool and you hang out with. Like yeah. one, of your, one of your brothers, like actual friends. <gasps> yeah, yes, absolutely. That's Johnny Gargano. That's Johnny. That's Johnny. So of course I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get to the end and he comes out to rebel heart and people are already chanting thank you johnny and all this stuff and he starts talking and then the chants of please don't go and like all this stuff starts and he's just like he is on the verge of tears and he's like going through his whole career and is just building up and up to you know saying you know thank you so much and you guys have if it wasn't for you like Johnny wrestling wouldn't exist and he goes into the whole story of like how he came in 2015 and he mm-hmm. had a tryout and they told him that he would never be a WWE wrestler because Ew. of his size. Ew. And um it was oh god I can't remember now who it was who brought him. I think it was Triple H. Oh no, sorry, it was Regal. It was Regal who brought him back in for another tryout and was like, give him another chance. And then they picked him up. So (laughs) he starts out with that story and then he starts going through his entire career. And then he goes, my future with WWE is up in the air right now. And it's very uncertain. So... I don't know what the future holds for me, but I do know that in February I will be a dad. And that's what I'm the most excited about right now. And so he starts going into all of that and how he's so excited about his son and like, you know, all this stuff. Then you hear the crowd start going bananas. Like they're going ape shit. No, I swear to everything that's holy on this planet. But the camera is still on Johnny. No. And he's still talking and still going. No. And then all of a sudden, you see a chair come out of nowhere and hit him in the back. I swear. And it is Grayson Waller. What? Yes. Why? Grayson Waller proceeds to beat him senseless why and puts him through the announce table are you fucking kidding yes. me <laughs> yeah oh my god yes so ted and i are watching this last night but why him why not carmelo why not because they built him the entire episode to be just like really brooding and really upset and like just so this i guess this is him lashing out Ooh. right mm. so we were watching this last night and we were just so confused we were just like what does this mean now nothing because this could no because this could mean that he's staying and gonna have a feud with grayson waller right because that's what usually happens oh good but man. then we get on twitter and we see the pictures that are posted from after the show 
and it is him, Tommaso Ciampa, and Kyle O'Reilly in the ring, and they're all hugging each other. And Johnny's in the center of the ring with Tommaso, and he's, like, crying his eyes out. Yeah. So, so on top of the fact mm-hmm. that they had him lose, mm-hmm. be the reason that 2.0 lost, or not, sorry, um, that he's black not, and gold. He's not. No, no, no. Tommaso took the pin. No, 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 I know, but, like, he distracted. Well, no, I guess not. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> He didn't have anything to do with the ending yeah. of the match. Okay. So he... But, so, but to just crap on him more. I don't really see that as crapping. Okay. Because, so, I just, what mm. they did to Kyle... Yeah, okay, yes. ...is more of, like, shitting on him than That's fair. it is for Johnny. Because yes. Johnny, or sorry, uh, Johnny was Kyle a, yeah. and Von Wagner had a steel cage match on Tuesday night. Yeah, how After War go? Games. Kyle lost. Oh, no. And then at the end, got his ass beat. Okay, cool. There we go. Yep. Right? So that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So the theory that I have been hearing is that both of them will will not be resigning. Right? Yeah. But Johnny is more um, on the fence about it than Kyle is. Kyle is like, guys, deuces, I'm out. I'm letting it run out, and I'm going to leave. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. I'm gone. Right? Because, duh. Which would explain the ass beating. Right? Which is why he got Which is why he got absolutely wrecked. no fanfare either. Yep. With it being his last match. Yep. Whereas Johnny got a full, like, a, you know, last entrance at War Games. Yep. With the with His the first gear. entrance to War Games. The first one he's ever done. Yep. Yeah. And a whole, like episode that's basically amazing gear an episode devoted to him leaving or him potentially adjust, like addressing his future right so that's the theory that like johnny is still like on the fence on the fence versus kyle being like not nah, dude i'm out yeah it makes sense so are they right? gonna play his character like that now because that seems kind of meta well, Johnny, if he lets it run out, it runs out in, as of we're recording this today in two days. So that's probably, if he doesn't resign, that is going to be his last episode. That's so they leave the door open, right? So if he decides to not resign, he gets his ass beat and... Then that's it. That's, you know, he gets his walking papers and he's gone. If he doesn't, that sets up a feud with Von Wagner, or not Von Wagner, with Grayson Waller. <laughs> Wanna be little Australian bitch. <laughs> I like him. I think, I think he, he's serving his purpose. That's, right? Okay, that's accurate. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. There's a difference that. between not liking them and not he's, liking them on He's purpose. doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yes. That's fair. So yes, I'll give him that credit. So it leaves the door open regardless of what he chooses. Yes. So... <sighs> I'm of the mindset now, I'm just going to assume that they're both going to be gone. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's... And to me, that is sad. But at the same time, I am interested to see what it's going to look like in a post-Johnny Gargano world yeah. with NXT. Because the identity of NXT has been Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole. So if two out of the three of them are gone, what is that going to look like? It's a lot to 
hold on your shoulders yeah for a jump up that's a lot to uh put on at the very end of this episode as well wow <laughs> because that is the end of the show but i gave overall i mean i didn't do the math on it so i'm just gonna give the whole thing a three because we had those two and a half matches in the middle and every i mean we had the two fours but i'm still just gonna give it a three like it was yeah it was fine it had some high spots Mm-hmm. But it was not Ms. great. Run of the mill. It was not great. It was fine. Yeah. You know. So, who do you have for? Do you want to do EST or ignorant slut first? Let's do ignorant slut. Okay. So, who do you have for ignorant <laughs> slut? Dana Belmont. <laughs> oh, I can't remember his last name, but it's Trick. It's the guy who follows Carmelo around. Trick Williams. Because Trick Williams had one job in this entire pay-per-view. Which was <gasps> we didn't to... even talk about your no. husband. I'm so sorry. Dexter Loomis. We did not talk about my husband. Oh my gosh. Shit. I'm so sorry, Dexter. I'm sorry, babe. Dexter. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. We won't tell him. <laughs> we won't tell him. It's okay. Okay, so Dexter Loomis had this really awesome part in the middle of the match. And <laughs> Trick Williams was starting some shit. And he was trying to pull out a table. And it didn't work out. And he pulled out the table, and then out came Dexter Loomis, because, duh, no he, shit. He lives under there. And it was, like, this very sweet moment, because he turned, and then he turns, and there's Johnny. And Johnny gives him the thumbs up, and then Dexter gives him the thumbs up, and then he chases Trick off. Oh, it was great. It was lovely. So, um, so Trick Williams is your ignorance. slut? Well, Trick Williams is my ignorant slut, because, not because of that part, but because when he walked in, Carmelo Hayes had these sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trick's one job was to be his valet, essentially, and to follow him around and, like, let him get into the cage and then close the door. Right. And Carmelo, like, takes off the glasses in this really cool moment. He goes to, like, give them the trick, and Trick's already gone and closing the door. (laughs) Like, not even just gone, but, like, already around the corner. Like he's gone. Like, almost to the edge of the cage. Like, and he just drops them. Yep. Yep. And then he just it falls through the... Oh, it's awful. It's so bad. And I hope so, that Dexter stole those. Oh, I... Because it was right at the corner. He should have, so he he should totally, have come out wearing them. That Damn would have been great. Oh, babe, if you're listening, just, you know, for the future. Next time. Um, but I did have a runner-up. Yeah. And it's not because of somebody messing up. It is because it's kind of sad because we didn't get to talk about it. Um, but there was somebody else who was there last night on, um, on War Games. And that was our queen, Beth Phoenix. <gasps> and we didn't uh, talk about Beth. We and didn't. Beth uh, has decided to step away from uh, NXT for a bit. To be with her family. I, I also think that it is because she might be doing a feud with Ms. and Maurice with Edge. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Because. So, no, now that's another added bonus of yes. no. So Edge has Ugh. now confronted Ms. and Maurice. And I think it is leading to a potential mix tag match oh, that's is awful. what I'm so so she's not lying saying that she's going to go spend more time with her family because she's probably going to go spend time at home before that happens and then we'll go over oh yeah. my gosh yes yeah so is that's Beth Phoenix your ignorant slut no no I was saying that it was just sad and that you oh, know the that they would let her go is sad yeah. but now I'm not saying Beth is 
I'm saying that writing is stupid. Yes. But that's, I feel like we've said that and we're broken records at this point for a really long time. It's now. true. Um, but yes, my, no, my ignorance slut is definitely Trick Williams. I love it. Very well deserved, Trick. Very well deserved. That was his, he didn't even wrestle. That was his only job. He le- that was his only job besides getting the table out where Dexter Loomis came out and, and crawled. He, and Army he didn't crawled. even do that job. <laughs> he didn't. He ran away like a bitch. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, he's my, he's my ignorance slut. Um, well, mine, who's yours? Yes, who um, is yours? I don't have an honorable mention. Okay. Um, it's just this one. It's just this one. Um, it was everyone involved in the cruiserweight match. <laughs> I hated that match <laughs> so much to the point where I did not even write down anything for it. It's and fair. that's rare for me. Very. So just everyone involved, just do better. Do better with this. Even cru- Malcolm? Yes. Oh. Do better with this cruiserweight division. Yeah. Just do better with it. Even if, even if it is... You are lifting the weight restriction, which is the direction that they're going. I say, and I have been on record on this very podcast saying this very thing I'm about to say. Say it again, say it again, say it again. Say it again for the people in the back. Let the women go for the cruiserweight title. Just do it. Like, why not? All of them are under 205 on that roster. Because. Why is that so hard? Let's talk about that. Well, let's not talk about that reason, but yes. But, like. It, it would work so well. And then you would have another belt for the women to go for. Like, to yep. me, it's, it's just a no-brainer. It's obvious. So work on the cruiserweight division. Yeah. Just do it. That's my ignorance let. Yep. <laughs> so who... Just the cruiserweight division. Who's your EST? Do you want to think about it? And I'll say mine, because I have two. You say yours. Okay. So my honorable mention is just is the whole black and gold team. Yes. Because I was trying to pick out of the black and gold they team. They yeah. just I mean, they they carried that entire match. Even D- Dunn did beautifully he with did some great. of that that cross that um crowbar crowbar. I said I was almost going to say crossbody which that's not the move. Um, that is a move, though, so I'm is, proud of you for it saying is a, a move. move. <laughs> but it's not the move that was happening at that moment. Right. Um, but that crowbar move, oh, yeah, so the entire and he, black and gold team yes. just was great. Um, and my EST is Fabian Eichner of Imperium. That is a very because valid choice. that man, listeners, if you don't know who that man is, go look, look him, him up. up, please. Yesterday. Like, the fa- like I think the, when we were watching it on Sunday, I think someone uttered, or made the comment of, where has this guy been? I said, he's been here. Like, what do you he mean, just, where's he? He just doesn't, they don't know what to do with Imperium yeah. now that Walter is gone. Yeah. So, this guy has been just consistent and great the entire time. Now, Bartell is also great. I, but he's, he's fine, too. Dude. He's fine. Both of them, they are no flies on either one of them. Like, great European men. I love them. I can earn name, the, the name is not as Italian as you would think it is, though. It, that oh, th- I know. That threw me for a loop when yeah. I was like, oh, he's, oh, okay. I don't think he's very Italian. I don't. But you know what? It's y- fine. Yeah. Bartel is very German, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my EST is definitely Fabian Eichner. Oh, and see, that's so, good. Congratulations. Yay. This is the first time you've ever won it. You should feel so excited. This is a very prestigious oh, that honor. Is so exciting. <laughs> good job. So, I am I'm happy. I'm happy that we were able to do this. Yeah. And I hope that I mean they announced that they're doing New Year's Evil. Yeah. Oh, can I can I say my EST? 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, go ahead. No, it's all good. Go for it. I, are you ready for this? I'm so I don't ready. think you're ready for this. Go for it. Because this, this person is normally my ignorant slut. I wish you could see her face right now because she already knows what it is. <laughs> you know what? Hang on. I'm going to take a picture of this and we're going to actually post this on the Instagram. <laughs> That's your reaction. Yep. Okay. You, you, or listeners, you're going to see that on the Instagram later. Um, it's Johnny Gargano. Yay! <laughs> Johnny's spots. Johnny's just the five minutes alone uh. with Carmelo Hayes. We're, we're beautiful. We're breathtaking. We're just really great spots. Um, I'm so happy. And I'm so he, happy for him. He didn't want to die. He I'm didn't. proud of him. He didn't want to die. He didn't want to just go farther than he needed to go. Johnny, and he, you should be proud of Johnny, yourself, Johnny. you've come so far, my dear. You've come <laughs> you so went from far. ignorant slut like seven times to full EST. You know Look what? Look at you. That means that to quote the man himself, oh yes, please do. You will always win if you bet on yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> so David, <laughs> hey David, what's going on? <laughs> oh crap! It's time to start paying attention. It again. is. Yeah, stop playing Candy Crush. Get off your phone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, not much. How are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's been uh, it's been slow going in the podcast world for Long Walk Podcast ever since we moved in here, uh, but mm-hmm. we're gradually starting to pick up again. That's uh, good. Next week uh, we're going to be con- uh, finishing actually our Christopher Nolan selected filmography discussion by discussing the film Tenet. And then, uh, I love that movie. Have you seen Tenet? Yes. Have you seen Tenet? <laughs> <laughs> My other husband. Yes. <laughs> And then uh, hopefully before the end of the year, hopefully the last week of December, we're going to do another bad Christmas cartoon. <gasps> if there's time. Yes. I, we picked one out today. I yes. won't say what it is. <gasps> no. You're going to keep us in suspense. Don't tease us. It's not Olive? No, we've already done Olive and we've done Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It's also a great one. Uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely <laughs> a cartoon. <laughs> well, and, uh, and, and we might, I mean, there's New Year's Evil coming yeah. up for us so that's mm-hmm. a specialty episode and i'm honestly i'm just gonna latch on to every single specialty thing Please. that we can get if that's can all right we? with you yeah that's fair and Yay. are y'all are y'all doing day one what 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 is day one <laughs> it's it's the next wwe oh show. then probably on, yeah. new Year, on new year's day yeah yeah if, that if it's says happening everything right there What's the, that? <laughs> listeners, I wish you could have seen the blank look that David just gave me. Well, we didn't uh, We didn't discuss the last WWE pay-per-view because it happened right before Thanksgiving. That's and true. Trying yes. to coordinate that schedule was no. too much. So. Well, the holidays, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's just funny. <laughs> I do run the social media, so I think I would know a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, speaking of social media, why don't you uh, tell our listeners where they can follow us online? Because every time it's time for me to do that, I always forget all of our handles. You know I can write them down for you, dear. I know, <laughs> and I'm going to have you do that. But... I'll do that before we leave tonight. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Because <laughs> I, I, I am low-key like saying as I'm listening, like, David, plug the, plug the socials. Plug the socials, David. <laughs> do it. So, do it. So, yes, if you would like to follow us on all of the social medias um you can follow us at long walk podcast on instagram and also on twitter 
And if you want to follow This Is A Takeover personally, you can look us up at This Is A Takeover on Instagram and uh, this underscore pod on Twitter. Yay. Um, and if you would like to follow me, um, I am Slay All Ray, um, all one word. And no, I am not changing it because my last name changed. It is a great name. It's perfect. Don't, so don't I am ever never changing it. it. Nope. I am perfect. I will never change. So Gina, <laughs> if they want to follow you on socials, so well, how do I follow you? that up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am on Instagram at Broadway underscore baby twelve eighteen. No, I'm not changing it, but that's just because I'm lazy, not because it's good. Um, Sometimes you got to think of a clever name, and that's hard. Yeah, I think I, you know, well, mm, no. No? I, <laughs> viewers or listeners, whichever you are, um, <laughs> I, I am getting married, and we've come up with, Katie, beautiful Katie, came up with the hashtag for the wedding, and I, it's Bradford Pear, as in P-A-I-R. Which is just adorable. Which is fantastic Katie I don't think you understand how much this has influenced the wedding concept and everything as well which you will see but it's all pear themed you joke but no we actually are going to be throwing in little pears here and there but yeah thanks Katie um yay <laughs> David's face of oh crap um, but yeah, I don't think I can come up with a better hashtag or handle for that for my own name. So. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so if so. you want to follow Gina and Robert's wedding, you can <laughs> look up the hashtag. Well, it's Bradford on my Pear. Instagram. It's there. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Oh gosh. But yes, my normal Instagram is Broadway underscore baby twelve eighteen. Nice. And that's it. All right. Well, if you want to follow me online, you can do that on Instagram at db hensley. Uh, if you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us or search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. As always, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you so much, David. And thank you all for listening. And for This is a Takeover, I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Beaumont. And you don't have to be called up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at. <laughs>